And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, I, I had a good weekend. I had a relaxing weekend. I uh, pretty much watched sports all weekend, <laughs> which was nice between the, the UFC card, which was pretty great, actually. Um, some great fights on Saturday, and then the, the four uh, playoff games. I, I spent a lot of time in front of the TV, I will be honest with you. Hopefully you guys had a relaxing, sports-filled weekend as well. Um, just me today. Uh, I'm going to do some listener mail. I'm going to talk about some other things going on in the news right now as well. Um, before I get to everything, guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Uh, obviously, as long as Jack Dorsey allows me to be on Twitter, that's where I'm at. Um, please follow us there. And guys, definitely subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Who knows when I'll be throwing off of social media. So make sure you subscribe so you know when we release new shows. And guys, please consider uh, supporting us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, before I get to listener mail... Um, I want to talk about the, the major news of the day, uh, and that is that Joe Biden has officially declared war on what's left of the United States economy. I, I really don't know how else to put it. Uh, the administration with a unified Democratic Congress uh, will raise the national minimum wage to $15. That's that's a, a done deal at this point, um, which, of course, that makes sense if you're either the dumbest person on planet Earth or you are so evil that you want whatever small businesses manage to survive uh, Democratic governors to immediately go under okay because that's what's going to happen i I think we're the estimate is 1.3 million jobs immediately destroyed um, by this move it's a lot of families ladies and gentlemen obviously big business has been lobbying uh for this for years i mean they're thrilled i mean the walmarts of the world the the amazons of the world all the heavy hitters they're thrilled because they're not going to have any competition left they're not going to have any competition left once joe biden has accomplished his goal of finishing off any small business that had the audacity to survive 2020. Joe Biden also promised this came out this morning uh, that on day one, which, by the way, is two days from now, on, on Wednesday, uh, to cancel the Keystone Pipeline by executive order. Obviously, this is unconstitutional, but it doesn't matter. Um, Democrats aren't troubled by silly little things like the law. <laughs> okay. Um, Canceling the Keystone XL pipeline makes perfect sense. Well, once again, if you are the dumbest person on planet Earth or if you are an agent of Russia or China. Okay, that's the bottom line. Vladimir Putin is thrilled by this. Bernie Sanders is thrilled by this. And that should tell you all you need to know. An energy-independent America is a strong America. An America that can fend off China as the most powerful country on Earth. Okay, an energy-independent America is an America who does not need troops in every single country in the Middle East. The attacks that you're going to see on these pipelines and uh, on, on fracking, uh, you know, for instance, over the next four years from the United States government will make us weaker, will make us poorer, will keep us in perpetual war, and will embolden the worst communist dictatorships on earth. But that's what America voted for on November 3rd. To quote Barack Obama, elections have consequences. Joe Biden is going to do some horrific things as president. We all know that. I mean, from the troops killed overseas, to the unborn babies killed here stateside, to the people thrown into poverty by Biden's insane sociopathic economic policies. But here's the thing. Trump could have stopped all of this 
There will be plenty of time to be angry with Joe Biden. You're going to hear a lot of anger directed at Joe Biden over the next four years on this podcast. Assuredly. Trust me. It's going to happen. But right now, I am angry at Donald Trump. And if you are a supporter of Donald Trump, if you are a Republican, a Libertarian, a conservative, you should be pissed off at Donald Trump right now. We're going to have plenty of opportunities to be mad at Joe Biden. You should direct your anger at Donald Trump. He could have stopped all of this. He lost to a degenerate with Alzheimer's. Okay, he he fumbled the ball on the one-yard line. Okay, like, this was his election to win, and he, he choked. If he was smart enough to just not do a few of these stupid things that he did, he would be president right now, and none of these things would be happening. Would it have killed President Trump? Would it have killed him to simply not fight with Anthony Fauci on Twitter one week before an election? Would it have killed him to put the iPhone down for five seconds? My goodness. Or how about after he lost? And it was clear as day that he lost. It was clear as day that there was no cracking, that Linwood was a moron, that Sidney Powell was an idiot. Would it have killed him to put the iPhone down, stop with these ridiculous conspiracy theories, so the GOP could win a couple Senate seats in Georgia and we could have the power to stop a lot of Biden's sociopathic economic policies? Would it have killed him? That's on Trump. I'm still pissed off at President Trump, and that's because I I loved a lot of the things he did as president. Could have used four more years of it. It's his fault. Yes, I know that the media has their thumb on the scale. I get it that big tech censored the New York Post story about Hunter Biden and all this stuff. I get it. I get it. We're always going to be up against that. We will always be fighting that battle. That is nothing new. Trump still should have won. All he had to do is get off Twitter for five seconds and he wins. Just don't pick a fight with Anthony Fauci, who the entire press had lionized for the majority of the year. One, It was like literally like 10 days before the election. He's talking about how he's going to fire Anthony Fauci on Twitter. Really? When Joe Biden puts half of the small businesses in the country out of business, yeah, I'm going to be real mad at him. I'm, I'm going to be real angry with the Democrats. But right now, I'm angry with Donald Trump, and you should be too. All right. Like I said, I need to keep it real short today, but let's do some uh, some listener mail. I, most of the questions were from, like, my friends. <laughs> There's a handful of legitimate listener mail questions. I'll try to get to all of them, but uh, you guys are really just bringing the heat today. Um, okay, first, <clears throat> first question. Why does God hate Cleveland? <laughs> okay. <laughs> from friend of the show, Andrew Donaldson. Uh, the, obviously, the Cleveland Browns lost to the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday, even after Patrick Mahomes got knocked unconscious and was out of the game with a concussion, too. So, But look, man, it's not just that I'm a Steelers fan, which I am, but I, I just have no sympathy for the Browns right now and their trash organization. And it's not just that I love the Steelers. It's that, uh, let me let me remind everybody that, it's only a year ago, like one calendar year ago, that Miles Garrett grabbed Mason Rudolph's helmet, beat him over the head with it, and then when he got in trouble for the assault, <laughs> like, I don't know what else to call that, uh, assault with a weapon, you know, once he got in trouble for it, he lied and said that uh, uh, that uh, Mason Rudolph uh, called him the N-word or something. Okay, that never happened. No one on either side of, of on either team said it happened. It was just a lie. Old, oldest trick in the book, right? 
Um, and the Browns and their fans just ran with it and tried to ruin Mason Rudolph's life because that's what happens if you you know if you falsely accuse somebody of racism, you know the press will grab hold of it and they'll ruin your life. You know it's a lie, and that's what they tried to do to Mason Rudolph. So look, I have no sympathy for the Browns. The Browns are. Uh, to quote Juju Smith-Schuster, the Browns is the Browns. I mean, look, I'm, I'm glad Juju's better at catching passes than grammar, but um, no sympathy for the Browns. They are the, you know, Cleveland is, is the second greatest city on the shores of Lake Erie in the state of Ohio behind Toledo. So I, I screw Cleveland, screw the Browns. I have no sympathy for them. Next question who do you think is the front runner for the Republican nomination in 2024? Holy crap. <laughs> Look, I'm only going to answer this question one for two, for two reasons. One to tell you, I'm not going to answer that question again in any listener mail segment for like at least two years, because Holy crap, who knows? Like you couldn't like, if you were to ask yourself, who's the Republican nominee in 2016, right after Mitt Romney lost in 2012, you would have guessed like, I don't know, some, like, popular Republican... You'd guess, like, Bobby Jindal or Scott Walker, like a popular Republican governor or something, right? <laughs> or, like, Rick Perry or whatever. Like, you're not going to guess Donald Trump and then, like, Ted Cruz to come in second place. Like, like nobody would have guessed any of that stuff. But I, I have no idea, so I can't really answer the question. But I will say it had better be coming from... Like, we talked... I think it was, was it with... Uh, Drew Holdner, who, who was I talking to when we, we broke down like the different factions within the Republican Party right now? And it, there's basically four. There's the establishment, there's the populists, there's the libertarians, and there's the traditional conservatives. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, if Republicans want to win, it better be a, a traditional conservative or a libertarian. It, it's got to be. It's got to be a traditional conservative who, like if you're talking about governors, it would have to be a governor who... Uh, refuse to shut their state down. You know, it's got to be like a Ron DeSantis, a Christy Noem, somebody like that, like a true conservative who handled this pandemic well, um, and there's not many of them out there. Um, or it's got to be somebody I like, like a Thomas Massey, Mike Lee, Rand Paul, somebody like that. If they want to win, if the Republicans want to win, it's got to be it's got to be from one of those two groups. Obviously, if they pick a populist, like a Josh Hawley, which I don't think is going to happen. I think Josh Hawley probably just torpedoed his career <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, which is great because he's a terrible politician. Um, so I don't think he's electable. But like, if you were to nominate somebody like that, like, what's the point? I mean, it's basically, you know, just social, socially conservative, I guess, but with like communist economics. I mean, I don't even know what to call it. Like, these guys basically have the same economics as Elizabeth Warren. Like, they're they're not even Keynesians. They're they're socialists economically. It's ridiculous. Um, so, what's the point in even voting for a Republican if if you're getting Elizabeth Warren's economic policies? But like, and and also, it, the the next nominee cannot come from the establishment. And that and not that the establishment's going away. They're always going to be powerful. They're always going to be there. But they're just not. Like, a, a Marco Rubio is just not winning the the Republican nomination. It's just not going to happen. Um, like a Tim Scott, I just it's just probably not going to happen. I just don't see um, an establishment type being able to unify the party. Um, so look, if if I'm going to support the nominee, uh, it, it's got to be coming from either the libertarian camp, you know, the Mike Lees of the world. Obviously, you, I talk about these guys all the time. You know, I really like their 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 platforms. Or it's got to be like a, a rock star conservative who handled the coronavirus pandemic well. And obviously, I named Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Um, my my 2020 No Gimmicks podcast Man of the Year. So um, I think somebody like that um, is liberty minded enough, you know, has enough 
libertarian tendencies that he wouldn't piss me off too bad. And he also obviously handled the coronavirus pandemic like a rock star. You know, he refused to lock down his state. Florida's doing okay. They're hanging in there. Um, So somebody like that. Obviously, an establishment guy can't win. Populists are insane. And uh, if you're talking about, like, Republican governors, a lot of them have disqualified themselves. I mean, uh, most Republican governors, uh, aside from, like, the the Christy Gnomes, the the Ron DeSantis's of the world, have completely disqualified themselves um, through, through this pandemic by locking down their states, so... Um, I don't know if, if I had to get if I just had to guess like who do I think just right now January 18th 2021 <laughs> the Republican uh, nominee will be in 2024 I would guess Ron DeSantis I guess that might be a little wishful thinking but that would be my guess next question uh, is from friend of the show democracy dies in darkness over on Twitter uh, everybody give him a follow are the Bills Mafia the greatest fans in the NFL? And who won the No Gimmicks Podcast Fantasy Football League again? <laughs> you did, my friend. All hail, dying democracy. You won the league fair and square. But, dude, look, obviously I, I, the Steelers are knocked out. So I'm like, who am I going to root for the rest of the playoffs? I, I've always liked the Packers. I always like Aaron Rodgers. So I'm kind of rooting for the Packers to win it all. I'd like to see Aaron get another Super Bowl. But, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at the Bills winning. I mean, obviously the Bills have never won one, <laughs> and they haven't been good in like 20 years. So obviously, and and you know, Buffalo fans are are crazy. I mean, they are you know they have an intense fan base up there that deserves some happiness. Obviously, they've been under the the thumb of uh, Andrew Cuomo for <laughs> for uh, for a while now, so they deserve some happiness in life. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, the Bills fans are great. I, you saw when uh, uh, Lamar Jackson got knocked out; he got concussed. Uh, in in the game on on Saturday, uh, under under the Bill Bills Mafia hashtag on Twitter, Bills fans were like they looked up what Lamar Jackson's favorite charity is, and apparently you know he runs a charity in Louisville, uh, where he's from that that gives like food and school supplies and stuff to underprivileged kids. So <laughs> when the Bills beat the Ravens and and uh, Lamar Jackson got injured, Bills fans like found this charity and started donating a ton of money to Lamar Jackson's favorite charity in Louisville. Like, dude, that's awesome. So let's just juxtapose that with other fan bases. Uh, our, our good friend over on Twitter, uh, 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 former newspaper, the failing New York Times, uh, pointed out that Eagles fans cheered. <laughs> the Eagles fans cheered when Michael Irving <laughs> broke his neck. <laughs> so it's like, man... Uh man, oh, man. Not all fan bases are created equal, ladies and gentlemen, I will say. I know that Buffalo and Philly's what? That's only, like, what, a five-hour drive? But yikes. <laughs> you can't. I mean, Philly fan, what a trash town Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is, right? Goodness gracious. But, yeah, man, I mean, they have some cool fans. Obviously, Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers have the best fans of any organization on earth, but I'd say Bill's Mafia might might be might take uh, the silver medal there for sure. Um, I'm like I said, I know. Wow. I'm only at 15 minutes. Super short show today. I promise I will make it up to you on Wednesday. Uh, I've got a great guest coming in on Wednesday. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Um.